My name is Alex Gibney, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Schauble. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Schauble. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is documentary film director and producer Alex Gibney. Alex's work as a director includes The Inventor, Enron, Citizen K, Billions, Steve Jobs, and Going Clear. We talk about his new documentary, Boom Boom, The World vs. Boris Becker, as well as his inspiration for new topics during this episode. Alex, welcome to Five Questions. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Well, I'm so happy to have you here. I'd like to first start off. I'm wondering, how did your father's career in journalism influence your career? He was um, afflicted with the disease of curiosity, I guess I would have to say, on a professional level. So one of the things he taught me early on was how to be curious, how to understand things, how to really spend your time digging a little bit deeper into what makes the world tick. You know, I did some print journalism, but I ended up going in a, into a slightly different medium. Nevertheless, his commitment to profound curiosity really did rub off on me. I tell a lot of people who say, oh, you should follow your passion, say, follow your curiosity. Like I think about kind of my own career too. It's I followed what I thought was interesting and that kind of led to other things and other things and other things. And it kind of turned into my career. It's like I led with curiosity, which the hard work went behind that curiosity and the effort in terms of reading and studying, which then led into kind of positions in my own company, et cetera. So I totally agree that that can lead to very positive outcomes. Yeah. And I also think that there's that old saw, write what you know. Well, that's good to an extent and that can be hugely valuable, but sometimes it's valuable to write what you don't know or make a documentary about something you don't know. doesn't mean you should treat it without respect. Of course, it's your job to get to know it deeply and intimately, but sometimes coming in as an outsider can be a very valuable thing. There are films that are made from the inside, films that are made from the outside, but the ability to find out stuff that you didn't know beforehand not only expands your own mind, but I think offers an opportunity for dialogue with other people and places that you may not have encountered. Great point. How do you come up with the topics for your documentaries and then bring them to life with your own unique lens, as you're describing right now? People always ask me, how do you come up with your ideas for documentaries? As if I sit alone at my desk, you know, sweat pouring off, <laughs> thinking like, what's the next one going to be? There is um, an old sports aphorism. Uh, it's called luck is where opportunity meets the prepared mind. And in that sense, I would say I've been lucky over my career because sometimes Projects will come to me that I may not have necessarily thought of. Sometimes I do, but sometimes they come to me in unexpected ways. But you have to be then prepared to take advantage of them, to use that opportunity if it's something that seems to be interesting to you and that would lead to a valuable path for your own curiosity. In the case of Becker, you know, I'm a huge tennis fan. And also, as my partners will tell you, maybe not a great tennis player, but I, I try hard and I, and I really enjoy it. So the opportunity to tell a tennis story with a character who is in his own right a great storyteller, that was like, okay, I'm in. As I used to say, John Batsik, my producer, who introduced me to Boris, I, I basically said, you, you had me at Boris. <laughs> 
I love that. I play tennis since I was six years old. Pretty much stopped. I play like recreationally now, but I stopped as uh, I was captain of junior varsity, and then I was on the varsity team in high school. So yeah, and my well, sir, my father. I mean, you you yeah. learned how to play, and you learned how to play it right. And now and I, I play more Mario tennis now. Actual yeah. <laughs> tennis. Speaking of the Boris Becker story, what did you learn about his life that most surprised you? I was trying to unlock kind of the key for Boris, because, of course, with Boris, you know, he had this extraordinary career, particularly young. I mean, he won Wimbledon at the age of 17, which is pretty extraordinary. But then, you know, how do we reckon with the fact that he ended up in prison? And so those two things were rattling around in my head, and I was trying to make sense of them. And one of the things we discovered in the outtakes of a documentary that was done on Boris in 1991, where they followed Boris all over the world, the interviewer asked him, well, what happens it seems like you get into some matches and it's almost like you're not that focused for some time until you get behind and then at a certain point when you can't get behind any further you would lose suddenly it's as if something snaps into place and you come roaring forward and he acknowledged that that was probably his mo that that he approached the beginning of a match with a certain I wouldn't say disinterest, but he wasn't entirely focused until he was facing defeat in the face. And then suddenly that energized him in a way he came roaring forward and then would find a way to victory, which was hugely exciting for fans. It worked for him in some matches. I wouldn't say that it's even a great strategy for a tennis player, but it's really not a good strategy in real life. In other words, dig yourself into a deep hole so that you can focus in a way that would be really impressive to show to people in terms of how you could get out of that hole. As a player, it was something that seemed to energize them. Now a word from our sponsor. Having trouble hiring, retaining, and developing your workforce? iSolved is here to help. iSolved People Cloud is a comprehensive human capital management solution that helps you employ, enable, and empower your workforce throughout the entire employment lifecycle. From attracting and recruiting, to onboarding and compliance, from payroll and benefits to time and labor management, and from talent management to predictive people analytics. Transform your employee experience for a better today and a better tomorrow with iSolved. For more information, go to iSolvedHCM.com. Another personality that you're going to be profiling is, in my opinion, and many, many opinion, someone who's like very polarizing, Elon Musk. I mean, he's like in the news every single second, you know, and he kind of has a lot of control over the news being, you know, the CEO of Twitter. Why do you personally consider him intriguing? And how do you think he's different than your previous subjects, such as Boris? Elon Musk is intriguing because to look at Elon Musk is, a, is to look at a 21st century portrait of power. I mean, this is a guy who is in uh, space travel, who's in transportation, who's in alternative energy, who's in artificial intelligence, who's in social media, and in a fundamental way, a storyteller. So he's shaping our planet in a way that is palpable. So it's someone who has this much power, has their hands in so many different things, yet is not monetarily, I guess, and in terms of businessman, he has power, but not from a political standpoint. No, but I think one of the things we're finding is that, you know, in the 21st century, political power is withering away. The forces that really have power are commercial forces, Google, Apple, Meta. And these are transnational companies that have a huge influence over our lives in ways that transcend sometimes the political restrictions that might be put on them by nation states. Definitely. And what's your best piece of career advice? 
my best piece of career advice is pay attention to that aphorism I talked about earlier, i.e. <laughs> luck is where opportunity meets the prepared mind. In other words, instead of moving forward with a sense of determination, like I'm, I'm going to go here and I'm going to go do this, have a sense of perspective. You know, there's something that Michael Pollan once talked about in his book, How to Change Your Mind, which is about psychedelics. And he said the difference between a kind of a flashlight and a lighthouse, sometimes it's valuable to allow yourself to see the world as if the light from your eyes emanated or the vision from your eyes emanated from a lighthouse. That is to say, you see all around you and rather than be too narrow and too focused. And then at times when you want to accomplish a goal, yes, become the flashlight, but to allow yourself a breadth of interest and know that there'll come a time when you'll take advantage of an opportunity that comes your way rather than following your passion in a way that you think you know, because you may discover you have a new passion that you hadn't thought of. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Alex. To follow his journey, you can watch Boom Boom, The World versus Boris Becker and find him on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, where he shares his new projects. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Dan And please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. 